guys, hello and welcome back. I'm Jojo Fraser. It's time for a Mojo Injection. Episode 65. I am delighted to have you back. Thank you for being here. I hope you've had an amazing week. I um, had a great week. I celebrated my eight-year wedding anniversary, so there's lots of content going out about that. Um, thank you if you read it. Loads of people read it, which is good. I, well, I hope it's good. I hope it helped. Um, I also shared a little bit of an extract from book number two, and I'm so happy that people have enjoyed it so much. I'll read a little bit of it here for you now before I introduce my next guest. My name is Jojo and I don't care how many followers you have on social media. I don't care what your engagement is like. I care about how well you know yourself. I care about how you make people feel and how you feel about yourself. I'm interested in what you do that brings you joy. I want to know what keeps you awake at night and which changes you wish to see in the world. I don't care about other people's perceptions of you. I care about how real you are when we speak. I may compliment you if I like your jacket, shoes or hair. Well, obvs. Um, But deep down, I'm more interested to hear about your passions. I don't care about the people who let you down. I care about who you're thankful for. I want to hear about how you look after your well-being. I don't care about who has rejected you, nor do I care about the mistakes you've made in the past. I care about the lessons you've learned and the areas you feel that you have grown. I don't care about how much money you earn or where you live. I care about what makes you laugh and cry. I don't care about how busy you are. I want to know about the times you are present and feel most alive. I don't care if you have rock solid abs or extra cushioning. I care that you eat and move in a way that feels enjoyable and authentic to you. I don't care about which school you go to or went to. I care about what you want to do with your time here. I don't care about what other people expect of you. I care about what excites you and makes your heart beat a little faster. I don't care about your job title. I care that you do something that makes you feel alive. I don't care if you shop in charity shops or designer boutiques. I care that you wear things that make you feel fabulous. I don't care if you're into makeup or the natural look. I care about your eyes and how they light up when you talk. I don't care about your gender or your sexual preferences. I care about your vibe and energy. I don't care if you prefer not to sing and dance with me. I care about the kind of music that makes you feel unstoppable. I don't care about your status. I care about your intentions. I don't care if you bake and craft with your kid. I care if you raise them with empathy and love. I don't care how often you have sex with your partner. I care that you feel loved, valued and connected. I don't care about your flaws. I care about how you use your strengths. I don't care how many likes you get on your social posts. I care that you feel every word that you share. I care that you take the time to be true to who you really are. I care that you do things that make your eyes light up. I care that you live. I care that you feel. I care that you connect. I care that you connect with humans, animals and the planets. I care that you look at the sky and admire a beautiful cloud pattern, sunset or star and realize that there is a place for you in this world there is a place for you there's a place for us so i i care i hope that comes across guys and i care about this podcast and i love it so i'm going to introduce you to my amazing guest you'll know michael Ujoa. he's in my book he we've done a lot of stuff together he's fab he's doing a lot of exciting things in the fitness industry and he's teamed up with the amazing jason old who was in blue peter may i add I mean, not quite the motor injection, but Blue Peter, Walzers. Um, he's an extreme unicycling superstar, fitness content creator. He's just out there in a wonderfully 
awesome way. Um, so it was great to get them together. They have the podcast Fitness Tip, Just a Fitness Tip, um, which Jason did a great job of dropping in probably about 500 times to the episode. I <laughs> uh, love his bands. Um, but no, I really enjoy this podcast. I know you will too. It's real, it's raw, it's fun and I get a wrap at the end, mojo! Guys, brace yourself, strap yourself in, let's do this. Right, boys. <laughs> How are we today? You strong, sexy men. Wow. Very well, thank you. How are you? Which of us are you talking to? <laughs> yeah. yeah, very well. Thanks for having us. Pleasure to be here. Oh, mm. I feel like I've known you for ages, even though I've not actually... Like, we've no, met you've met actually. me casually once yeah. in the pub, and this is the second time. Is this only the second time you've met? Mm-hmm. Oh, strange. I yeah. thought, once again, like you guys should have met many times before. Yeah. Whose fault's that, Michael? <laughs> Probably mine, yeah. Bad, bad. <laughs> no, it's, it's really cool, but one thing I always picked up about you, Pierre, is was your energy and your banter. So was it an instant connection? I think so, yeah. I don't know. I'll, you probably describe our meeting in, a, in much better words than I can, mate. But we are quite different. But we both have a similar approach to fitness as well. Uh, so even though I might be a bit more laid back about it, Jason's a bit more hard-hitting, maybe. Um, hard-hitting, it just, I like that, It yeah. just seems to work, I think. I think, yeah, things seem to click quite well between us, I think. I think when you hear the story about how we met for the first time, you'll appreciate kind of how we've got to the point we're at. So I... I feel like I should be playing love music. Yeah, I know. I, I'm, I didn't I can't remember how we met. I I'm post. looking forward to this. Story. Yeah, you definitely oh, can. Yeah. So I, I make a show, an online show called Quest for Gains with yeah. a guy called Dan. Shout out, Dan. Um, and the whole point of our show uh, was it's kind of a slapstick approach, but the, the underpinning kind of message behind it is you don't need like fancy gym equipment or an expensive PT <coughs> um, to get in shape. It's just about uh, moving, basically, finding ways to move. And uh, the, the premise to our second episode was getting a workout in in Ikea. So I reached out to Mitch uh, because I wanted to steal some of his followers. And, um, <laughs> and Mitch found himself um, basically... Uh, topless with Dan in the Ikea car park yeah, and then going around Ikea doing pull-ups on you know bunk beds and bicep curling chairs so the rest is history really. yeah no you did get me to get half naked outside of Ikea it wasn't hard <laughs> I love the fact that you were up for this because when I first met you mm-hmm. with Joa how you pronounce it? Uh, Nailed it. I Nailed did it. tell someone recently, actually, they were like, oh, you and Michael Ulo. Oh, who was it? <laughs> Name and shame him. Who was it? I've done a lot of people. <laughs> His wife. Uh, female. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I was like, oh, I'm just going to correct you now. Sorry, I'm not being a dick, but this is how you pronounce his name and he'll really thank me. Oh, right, okay, I'll let him know. Uh, people love you. Uh, yeah. But uh, when we thanks. first met, I was like, when you came here for the podcast, when I launched it, you yeah. were up for just getting your top off and like dying. <laughs> <laughs> spit your coffee that out. noise is me spit my coffee yeah. Out, yeah. Um, yeah. and I was like one you know what people are like because they're like oh Jojo she's married and she's got a, a fit guy in her house with his top off next yeah. to Michael you joke <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, I love you guys. There, there's, um, a, there's a bit of a funny thread in our podcast where Jason thinks that I get naked most of the time on Instagram. Jason points Instagram. out that you get naked all the time. Not as much as Daniel Yoon Henderson. No, that is true. That's <laughs> a good point. So, uh, so I don't like to follow the kind of norm of personal trainers. I think we touched on this actually last time I was on the on your podcast, JJ. But most PTs post a lot of topless selfies um, and think that this is motivating the masses, whereas I don't like to take that approach. Mm. However, I do think it's quite good to occasionally post things like that to show that you know what you're talking about. Yeah. So every time I post something, like a picture of my top off, Jason's straight in there, taking the... It's got to the point now, Jojo, where other people DM me <laughs> posts yeah. with Michael Joe with his top off, go, Michael's going to stop all again. <laughs> and I'm not rising to this, guys. Come on. Yeah. So, that is hilarious. So do is. you guys like, so you're happy to get your top off together? Like, <laughs> so what, what are we here for? Are we recording? I'm just thinking about a vlog after in the garden. Because like, <laughs> for you, I love your tattoos. And I know Thank you've you. spoken about getting a tattoo, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I think we should talk about tattoos because together. <laughs> just a fitness tip tattoos <laughs> well he's, he's building up to that maybe you know? but uh, tattoos is quite a taboo topic because people say to me when I got got mine um, oh it's really tacky and what about when you're older and I was like well I'm going to be a rock star granny of exactly. like you know mm-hmm. that's what I want to do but my husband like I think they're really fit men right thank you really really fit and I when, when I got mine Scott was like but you didn't ask and I was like I'm sorry but you don't own me, babe. And he was like, but I love your back. And now you've like covered it and stuff. And I was like, well, you've got another side to look at. But <laughs> for now, until that's covered. <laughs> no, yeah. I don't know. Maybe keep them on one Take side. Take a but... picture, it lasts longer. Yeah. But it was like, for me, with tattoos, I felt compelled to get it because it meant like all my tattoos mean something apart from the drunken night out with the half moon <laughs> at a vlogger's night and it was a free tattoo art so I thought it'd be a funny social part post but it was like a tiny tattoo and I can adapt it and I can do something mm-hmm. it's a funny story whatever I get your piss what event that. was this at? at the Moxie uh, launch why do we not get invited? <laughs> artist there that's uh, incredible we had okay. a tattoo artist and I was like I wanted a pole bear but I didn't like their one <laughs> So I was like, well, I want to get one just for the bands because it's a free tattoo artist and I may as well just show I don't care like about ego too much and I'm just going to do it for the bands. You could debate that that's just stupid, but I was just a frame of mind I was in that night and I woke up the next day going, oh, I did actually get, I wasn't even like drinking that much, but I was just, yeah. I would hate to think what tattoo you'd get, Jason, <laughs> if there was a free tattoo artist somewhere you were drinking. Oh, I'd get all the work I've been planning for months if it was free, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd take a, a plan out. Yeah, no, I mean, for me, tattoos, uh, like you said, I think whenever anybody asks me about getting a tattoo, I always say that it should mean something to them Mm -hmm. because it's really the only way it's going to have any kind of longevity, you know? There's a lot of people these days who get tattoos in the same way that you might, like, spend a couple hours on ASOS. It's like, what's fashionable, what's cool, they get it. And there's, you know, obviously we've all had fashion disasters over the years. These things don't last. And I never put what it means to me on other people. But I would say if you want something that you're going to care about past the point that it's a novelty and past the point where you think it looks pretty and nice Mm -hmm. because you get sick of it very quickly. If it's got meaning, if it's got something deeper um, and it is a kind of embodiment of a value or uh, something that happened to you or someone that you care about then 
you're going to care about it forever. So I think that is a good way of doing it. In terms of like when you get older, look, this is this kind of narrative that, that's brought out there as though somehow we've got like a nation of 80-year-old people looking at their beautiful bodies in the mirror. Do you know what I mean? Like your body ages over time. And I'd like to think that by the time you are an old person, you're a little bit less concerned with how you look. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to be absolutely gutted that you've got tattoos. Do you know what I mean? I think it's a, a very silly debate to have in that respect. But it is also something to think about, you know. It's not something... I Personally, I love the fact that they're permanent and you can't get rid of them and you've got them forever because it's a commitment, mm-hmm. you know. If you could just get it and it washed off, a huge amount of the allure of it for me would, would go away because mm-hmm. it's the same as changing your T-shirt, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah, I always think of it like that. You only have to go back you know, centuries to find out the roots of tattooing and how incredibly uh, spiritual in a lot of cases um, tattooing is for certain early peoples. Um, So there's no reason why it should be any different now. But the commercialization of everything has meant that most people have got like stars on their neck or uh, I realise I've just alienated a huge section of society but I'm willing to do that they were really fashionable 10 years ago exactly not now though Um, (laughs) and you know another big one is like Rihanna got these kind of uh, like Hindi type uh, tattoos on her hands Mm -hmm. and now you see people getting that too Um, and if if it doesn't mean anything to you beyond the fact that Rihanna had it then in 10 years it will literally mean nothing Amen if you comment you know someone called me up recently um Michael, his name is. Uh, he's a nice Great. guy. He always looks out to me as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I never call you Michael, do I? I call no, you, you Joe. Yeah. Um, but he said to me, you're a wellness public figure and you're getting tattoos. That's wrong. Tony Robbins doesn't have a tattoo. Did that- they say that to you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was a different one. Yeah, I genuinely went down that <laughs> So he said, you're a wellness public figure, right? You're growing your brand. And you want to go, you're slowly going global. Um, no, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> he, was, he was going quite hard on me. He's like, yeah. if you want to keep growing this and you do want to grow your audience in America mm-hmm. and whatever, I'm like, yes, that's what I'm doing. He says, you shouldn't have tattoos. Tony Robbins doesn't have tattoos. He said, that's you basically telling people that it's okay to mark and scar your body. And I was like, not offended, but I was loving his honesty because I was like, that's really interesting to know that you think that because... I don't see it like that at all. And mm-hmm. although, yeah, I am having needles in my body, it, it kind of means so much more to me. I'm not doing it to put myself through pain. I actually went into a bit of a trance when I was getting it. But um, but you know what? Tony Robbins has also got that you don't have a beard, yeah. right? <laughs> You're not trying to be Tony Robbins. Yeah. And no one should be trying. To, if someone's trying to give you advice on how to be successful, they shouldn't go, hey, you've deviated from being the next Michael Ujoa, mm-hmm. therefore you're going to be a failure. Mm-hmm. That's a ridiculous thing to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's absolutely no reason why everybody else doesn't tick one box and you tick that box that you're somehow going to be, you know, uh, any, you know, not successful in that area. Yeah. And especially in the world we live in now, like, you have to represent people who feel underrepresented, you know? Yeah. Like, I've got a great story about my tattoos. Uh, I was on Blue Peter. That's right. And, um, is this for your famous cycling skills? It is, yes. And uh, you still got a badge? Yeah, of course. Love it. Okay. Not, it's so you went to Legoland for years. Yeah. yeah. You know what, it doesn't anymore <laughs> because people were selling them on eBay. Yeah, um, that's a shame. So now it is literally worthless. But um, I went on and they were like, uh, oh, by the way, um, you're going to have to cover your tattoos. And I was like, why? Uh, it's BBC policy for children's TV shows. 
And I was like, well, why is it the policy? And I was just like, I don't know. I didn't make the policy. You just have to do it. <laughs> I was like, did you make David Beckham cover up his tattoos? Obviously, comparing myself to David Beckham. Quite right. Uh, agreed. Agreed. And then they were like, oh, I didn't work here at the time. Uh, anyway, so I was like, all right, okay, that's fine. Knowing it was a live show, I did the demonstration with my hoodie on. And when I came to be interviewed, I took my hoodie off. Knowing that it was live TV, there's nothing they could do about it. Oh, I love this. <laughs> yeah, because I said to myself, there was a general principle in it that how can I possibly stand by any kind of like values or have any kind of integrity if I get tattooed by conform to a rule that says people who have tattoos should not be presented in a normal way, mm-hmm. you know? So I thought I, I couldn't live with myself if I did that. So, I yeah, that. it's so silly. This idea that, it's, you know, sailors and prostitutes have tattoos now, you know, it's, it's such a silly, silly kind of mindset to be in. But, I mean, there is a level, as you say, I think I don't think it's as bad as it was because it's so prevalent now. Mm-hmm. And I think a huge part of that has been David Beckham, full credit to him. Because, um, I mean, think of footballers that have tattoos now. They all do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before David Beckham, it wasn't really something. The guys wouldn't have full sleeves or anything. So yeah. um, it's just making it normal, isn't it? It's just showing people that looking different is normal. And, uh, yeah, tell that guy. Give me that guy's number. And, uh, was it Tony Robbins? <laughs> <laughs> That'll explain why he's pushing that agenda. I know he has been to the Tony Robbins conferences and right. or whatever they're called. So Whatever they're called. Yeah. Never heard of him. Maybe he was uh, <laughs> yeah. Has it made you want to get a tattoo? Uh, what, you, you working with me? Working with Jason? No, uh, I do, as I said before, I do really want to get a tattoo. I, I've just, I'm in no rush at all to get yeah. them either. Like, I kind of actually know what I want to get already, but I just haven't really got round to it. Yeah. Um, like, I know my now wife, which sounds weird to say. Oh, congrats, um, by the way. Thank you very First much. time I've interviewed you, you since you've been a married man. That's true. With yeah. a child, Daisy yeah. dog. I wonder. We actually. Have, I wonder. We have Daisy here. Yeah, I haven't had. Yeah. Yes, we've got a dog as well, which is rather Hi, exciting. Daisy. All the great. panting is Daisy, not us. No. Trust me, we're not doing funny things Most under of it. the table. <laughs> yeah. I'm being licked sometimes, no. but, but yeah. not by the guys. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they wow, that's throwing me off. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. so yeah, my wife has uh, quite a few tattoos, and I really like them. Uh, they have a meaning to her, and um, they mean a lot to her. So yeah, I'm I'm all for it. Um, I am doing. <laughs> didn't take me long to plug the Iron Man in here, did it, Jason? Uh, I'm doing an Iron Man in two years' time. I've just started training for it, um, and when you do an Iron Man, you're one of the things to get is a tattoo saying that you've done it because You're it's looking. so ridiculous. Because he doesn't oh, mention it enough, so he wants to I tattoo don't. it on him so people know. So yeah, it's like the standard Iron Man tattoo you get on your calf, and I think that'll be my first one. That'll mm. probably be my first step into the tattooed world. Cool, yeah. yeah. And that's it, though. That means something. Yeah. Far beyond just picking something off a wall. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that even if you're bored of the look of it, it's significant in your life. Yeah. I always think of it as like a roadmap, mm-hmm. you know, or like a kind of a picture board or something like that mm-hmm. if if it was a monumental thing in your life or even if it's something that you know was a something you embodied at the time even if you don't anymore because mm-hmm. that's a big criticism for people mm-hmm. it's like oh you got tattoos when you're 21 how can it still be meaningful to you i think it's important to remember that it did mean something to you mm-hmm. at some mm-hmm. point um so yeah do you know i was thinking because I, I write in the book uh, chapter five uh, Plug. Michael, you do us on Audible if you want to download it, if you're not a reader, yeah, guys. Well. Oh, I've actually not listened to it. I don't know, have I? Have you not? Okay, that's um, <laughs> Me neither, by the way. <laughs> but, uh, it's, it's great. Uh, but I talk about 
why I got my first tattoo, which is uh, passion and, and tie and how much it meant to me. And I, people said to me, you're going to regret it, you're going to regret it. And that's been like way over, over 10 years now. And I don't regret it. And actually, mm-hmm. I'm so, so, so glad I did it. Mm-hmm. Like to have, if you have like a massive lesson in life and you think, I never want to forget that. And lately I've been thinking to get JR because my name is Joanne Ruth, but also just run. Because I know when I run, I'm a be- mm-hmm. better person. I'm a better version of me. So when I can run, like when I don't have crappy chest infections, but I just go out and do it, even mm-hmm. if it's like 10 minutes, yeah. you don't have the time, just run. Yeah. So I think that's going to be my next one. But what if you were picking a favourite one, like do you have one that means the very most to you? I mean, probably not. Uh, I've, got, I've got ones for like my grandparents and my mum. Uh, and I just got married recently as well Congratulations. so thank you um, and I'll probably add something to that as well but no not really like some of them are like reminders as you say almost like you might have like a mantra or something uh-huh. uh, things you can look at like I think symbols are really powerful much more powerful than say you know just the written word uh, so to have it on your body is obviously very powerful I don't know, not really. Like, I had a, a similar situation to you where I was quite flippant in my tattoo choice, not because I was drunk, uh, which I wish I had that excuse. Mm-hmm. I took part in, like, a, as part of my extreme unicycling display team, which you've obviously mentioned in the uh, intro. And I see something on your hand there. Oh, yeah, yeah, there's loads. Uh, this is obviously really good for an audio medium. Um, <laughs> Don't worry, there'll be videos. Yeah, we'll have a PDF available. Um, no, I was part of like a kind of scavenger hunt type thing. So it was a take on a skateboarding thing called uh, King of the Road. And it's basically, we traveled to a unicycling competition. And, and as part of that, we had like a list of challenges you had to do. And we filmed them, created a series of videos out of them. As part of that, it was one of the things was get a, a voodoo unicycles tattoo. So I ended up getting it uh, on my leg. So that was quite random. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Not really. I think... I don't think any of them mean necessarily more than the other. I think I, I also, people look at me and they're like, how many have you got? I don't really look at them as like uh, separate things. Yeah, it's it's all... more it's just one piece, yeah. Mm, that's a metaphor for our life, isn't it? Isn't everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So do you boys know what your values are and are they in alignment with your actions and is that what's part of this chemistry here? Definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. With with the podcasting, we're quite we're quite flexible with it. But I think our general approach is just don't be a dick. Mm-hmm. No, that's, that's not mine. <laughs> I think that's kind of our underlying message because the, the main premise behind our podcast is we want to show everyone that there isn't just one way to get fit. There's so many different activities that you can do. Um, we're actually planning a charity event at the moment for just that reason, which Amazing. we might get you involved with, Jojo. Yeah, I'd love to help. Um, I would love to explain more about it now, but we haven't really... It's top secret, and also we're not quite sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to be doing a 24-hour fitness event to oh, try and goodness. promote kind of exercise and general kind uh-huh. of movement. Um, and I think that's kind of our general message there isn't it like you don't have to go in a gym and run on a treadmill you don't have to go and lift weights you can go and do anything like riding a unicycle or wouldn't advise it (laughs) yeah going to zumba classes or anything like that so i love that they're grouped together like you can do some niche things like extreme (laughs) unicycling or zumba um but no i think like what you said there and what you kind of touched on previously i think the thing that we do have in common is that we're trying to speak to 
normal people mm -hmm. who are maybe slightly disillusioned by the current state of the fitness industry or what they have on offer or what they're being told is the route that they have to go down mm -hmm. um and a big thing for us is also just kind of dispelling myths as well because there's a lot of nonsense, a lot of like jargon for the sake of confusion. Um, and there's a lot of gatekeepers in the fitness industry that tell you if you don't listen to them, if you don't buy their program, if you don't buy this supplement, then you can't achieve your goals. And I think we're really kind of all about keeping it simple, mm -hmm. all about empowering people that don't currently feel empowered and all about kind of removing the obstacles that are currently in the way for people um, who feel like there are obstacles in front of them. So I think we, we definitely also not taking ourselves too seriously, not taking the fitness industry too seriously because there's so many people out there that yeah. take themselves so seriously and I think number one approach has to be you've got to enjoy it, mm -hmm. you've got to have fun with it. Um, and when it stops being fun anymore, I, I, I've worked with some brands and uh, in fitness and I, I've had to really think about my values because mm -hmm. some of the brands, you know, mm -hmm. part of the product I really like and then others, maybe I'm a bit jarred with like, if I say, can we do more well-being events? I want to make this in align with my brand and then perhaps it's, something's not authentic and then you sort of say, well, actually, this is impacting mm -hmm. my mental health because I'm putting content out that perhaps it's not in line with my values. So... I've really been conscious of that this year. Um, That's how Michael felt when he became a Herbalife ambassador. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, yeah, there are a few brands that we pick on quite often. Herbalife is top of the pile. Actually, no, I think Boombot Boom is, is Boom really top, top of the pile. Yeah. And then um, you get people saying, though, but I make a living from that. And, and, mm -hmm. and it works for some people. So what do you say to those people? They're like, I've got bills to pay. And I, pe I, people are doing really well from Herbalife. And they're losing weight, so who are you to say if that works for them? What People make want? money from making weapons. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I don't yeah. think that making I don't think being an effective business necessarily negates whether it's morally sound or not. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it doesn't work. This is another thing that, that me and Mitch talk about as well. Can you make uh, can you get results? Can mm -hmm. you do can you achieve your goal with these things? Yeah, a lot of people do. Mm -hmm. But is it the best way? Is it the most efficient way? And, and is it... Uh, for longevity. Really. Yeah, longevity as well, because that's another big thing. Like, it's super easy for most people, for a lot of people, to lose a ton of weight. Mm -hmm. But the hardest thing is keeping it off. Absolutely. Um, more than anyone. Yeah, and although Mitch has told me recently this is not his quote, <laughs> uh, it did leave a big mark on me, which makes sense now that it wasn't his quote. <laughs> but um, he said, think about your diet or like, your fitness regime now. Can you imagine yourself doing that this time next year I and if the answer is no then it's probably not for you it's certainly not sustainable mm -hmm. and i think that's really interesting because mm -hmm. we can all go through periods of feeling disciplined or making sacrifices but could you live your whole life that way so it's about you know accessibility and it's about efficiency as well and you also have to remember these people are making a ton of money off of you uh and they're getting way more out of it than you are mm -hmm. so yeah maybe you are going to lose a few pounds and but it's the same. It's the same with coming like slimming clubs too, yeah. as well. We talk about like Slimming World and Weight Watchers. That's now WW. I think that's their new name. We basically danced on the grave of Weight Watchers, didn't we, when they went we into did. administration? Yeah, but then they've kind of, a Scottish no, slimmers. Scottish slimmers that's went yeah. into administration. Right, um, like they've just started this new app for calorie counting and stuff for kids. I don't know if you've seen this. Oh my goodness, that is disgusting. Yeah, so they've got a lot of stick, rightly so. Um, and yeah, loads of people do lose weight on these for these companies, and I'm sure some people keep it off long term but I'm sure if you look to the stats of how many people then rebound because mm -hmm. they might have a great approach to losing weight but 
are you going to keep that approach up for the rest of your life and you just really I think it's the shame that comes with it you know what I've I've done it I've tried everything Mm -hmm. Uh, Herbal Life 2 sorry long long time ago that's right Uh, before we knew how evil it was lost the shed loads of weight had so many people like oh you're so hot so many more guys looking at me in the street and then of course (laughs) uh, that's my motivation too (laughs) (laughs) but then you're like yeah whatever this isn't sustainable Um, but um interesting yeah very interesting yeah it's a it's a fun one boom bob though is one because they have a lot of celebrities that end up endorsing them um katie price's advert for theirs was one of our favorite wasn't it yeah you can see that she's not used any of the packet and she oh, talks wow. about how she's been using it for weeks and then takes a sip from it and you're and like goes, and she's like that mm, delicious yeah it's yeah. just the it's just the sheer like cheek of yeah. thinking that that somehow is kidding anybody on yeah. but the sad thing is there are, as you say vulnerable people yeah. um who are like desperate and mm-hmm. i don't mean that in a horrible way i mean it like they really want a solution and they they'll take it you know mm-hmm. because they they don't know any better or there's not someone there to to guide them through it um Personally, if Katie Price was endorsing something, I would stay a million miles away from it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's uh, nowadays it's very hard to know whether someone's being authentic or not. Um, even if you put hashtag ad on something, you know, we were talking about this the other day. Like we were saying, if if we got to the point where like we're not adverse to working with brands, obviously, mm-hmm. but it would have to be something that a we felt that we would naturally reach for anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something that is not kind of shoehorned in. Um, and our opinion would have to be authentic. We'd have mm-hmm. to speak honestly about it. Yeah. If we didn't like the product and they didn't want us to say that, which I completely understand, then you just don't endorse it. Yeah. It's not as simple as saying, we're paying you this money, it's rubbish. Okay, fine, I'll just say it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough these days for people to figure out what's really and what isn't. Do you know what I find as well with the brand thing is I, I do work with a lot of brands, but I've got quite strict with myself and I, I'm quite thorough. Like I had a meeting recently and I was saying, I just want us to be honest with each other because mm-hmm. I've been let down. You know, when we get rejected, you can have a relationship and then someone goes wrong and they don't tell you why or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I really value honesty. And I think sometimes if you feel that someone's not giving you the honest, like really how they feel, like if I say this is in line with my values, like I love this thing that you offer and I would totally use it and I'd be happy to do some promo, but not too much so that it's sickening for people, but I'm happy to do that and that's great. But then it's like, yeah, it's that transparency and it's being able to say like this, this is how we can work together. Mm-hmm. But if it doesn't feel right, your gut normally tells you as a creator yeah. or whatever you want to want to say. Don't throw the inverted commas up there. <laughs> You're absolutely clear. Well, yeah, content creators. I know. I think someone put something like content create, creation, like wankers and stuff. So I'm I'm succumbing to the pressure. We call ourselves content artists. So. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I think it's more modest, isn't it? (laughs) Content artists. Hashtag. But don't you think for you guys to have authentic relationships, so you can tell if a brand's not telling you the full... Do you know what I mean? And if they don't really yeah. support what you do and your work and your voice. Uh, I think it's difficult when you're a coach, though, to be aligned with kind of any brands, especially when it comes to supplements. Like, I suppose it's different if it's clothing and yeah. kind of watches and that sort of thing. That's fine. But yeah, when we'll it comes... take any clothing and any watches, guys, Hashtag if you want to send them. Hit us up on drama. Um, and um, yeah, I, I think if you're then aligned with a supplement company, the problem is you lose your element of kind of um, authenticity with it just because your clients don't know whether you're there to help them or you're there to actually sell them a product. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you can 
say that you're not attached to any supplement companies like I'm not like I'm not then everything I recommend that a client buys mm-hmm. is something that is going to help them I'm not going to benefit from it because Dr Chatterjee he has a supp- supplement thing at the start of his podcast he does and yeah. I, and he, but he always says I would rather buy from your diet he's a yeah, oh. he's like a doctor. Well he's done a lot of BBC programs. Oh, and yeah. Stuff as well. He was that, at the Edinburgh Wellbeing. That doctor, well. yeah. Yeah. He's supplements. And I yeah, I'm just not a big fan of it. It's the same thing with, with Herbalife. We'll, we'll bring it back to that. And these companies are there to make money. Like, that's the bottom line. These coaches that are selling you the products, they are there to make money. They're not putting your health first. And that's the thing that I have a problem with. There's actually also, I'm not just bashing it unnecessarily. There are lots of studies that have shown that some of the products in certain countries might actually be dangerous to your health as well. Mm. So until the company completely clears up those issues, I just wouldn't touch them with a large call any out? Um, well, no, so it's just Herbalife. It's literally Herbalife right, brand. Okay. Yeah, it is. So it might be dangerous. Potentially, yeah. So... If anyone wants that article, then please get in touch with me. I'll happily send it to you if you're intrigued. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll have a read, please. Um, it it's hard, though. And, and from a sustainability point of view, what's your thoughts there? Because, <clears throat> you know, the planet, you know, whoever you speak to, things are getting quite urgent, aren't they? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's scary. How do you sort of put these values into the work that you do? Have you started thinking about what you can do as people who... Just say influencers. (laughs) No, no, I think I do. Like, I I got rid of my car last year, for an example, because I just felt guilty sitting in traffic in the city. Um, Me and Jason both use the um, city bike scheme, the Just Eat Cycles. Yeah. So we cycle around a lot. Um, I use reusable drinks bottles, Mm -hmm. um, food containers. Mm -hmm. Um, I've tried to cut back on meat intake. Um, Meat's not bad for you in any way, I will emphasize. But just the impact on the planet, I'm trying to cut back a little bit on meat and try and throw in a few more vegetarian based sources for protein so little things like that do really help plant-based is i mean that was the number one thing i had from sustainability experts mm-hmm. saying the first thing you can do is go more plant-based and mm-hmm. i speak about being a flexitarian you know you do plant-based three mm-hmm. days a week to start your bit and see where you can build on it but i didn't realize just how bad that was so it's it's talking about that isn't it and saying well one it's good for our body but also sustainability it's yeah i think the problem with gonna go vegetarian and vegan route let's do it i think we should so in regards to health um you the main argument from vegetarians is that or vegans even is that that is the healthiest way to eat um, and research still does not prove that mm-hmm. um a healthy diet can absolutely contain animal products. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking at it from a health perspective, then please do eat animal products, so kind of meat, seafood, dairy products, eggs. Um, they are good for you. They're good sources of healthy fats. They're good sources of protein. I can, I'm, I'm imagining these vegans at home, like, shaking their fists at the podcast <laughs> now. Um, and I'm happy to kind of discuss any of these points that I'm saying, but I think that's where... The argument for veganism goes wrong because they start making false claims and then that discredits all the other positive things that veganism can promote, such as potentially being better for the environment, better ethically for animals, because let's be honest, there's not a nice way to kill an animal. Um, If you start using those arguments to support your diet approach, then I'm all for it. But in regards to health, animal products can absolutely be part of a healthy diet. I think that when we're all so busy, you may not have time to think about your values and you may just have a conversation and you go, holy crap, if anything's going to make me want to go a bit more plant-based, it's what we're doing to the world. So one, Mm -hmm. I'm going to be healthier, but also I'm doing a bit for the planet. Yeah, absolutely. 
So it makes sense, right? Yeah, so <clears throat> we've started cooking a lot more vegan meals. I know Jason's wife... When he says we, it doesn't mean he and Michael. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, we hang out a lot. Uh, Jason's wife is vegetarian, so I know he has a lot of kind of meat-free meals as well. So, yeah, yeah we, I know there's a, there's a new documentary that's about to come out, actually. Oh. I meant to talk to you about this, because yeah. it was on my YouTube pre-roll, I'm, and I'm really caught my eye when Arnold Schwarzenegger was in the trailer. I know, it's so funny. He's talking about the him. health benefits. Uh, I love him. I think so. I love Schwarzenegger. Oh, like, his approach to training yeah. and everything is brilliant. Oh, However, sure. yeah, I'm really intrigued about the documentary because I'm expecting it to be quite controversial. Yeah. Bring it on. Yeah. That's oh. It's just, for me, what annoys me, and you've touched on this as well, is this wholesale approach that it's all or nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, we are absolutely right and you are totally wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which... I guess it's the same with anything these days, just the removal of nuance in conversations. You know, I don't have a problem with vegans or vegetarians saying maybe if you cut down your meat, this would improve your health Mm -hmm. specifically. But when people come out and say, I am uh, meat free and if you don't, you'll die at 45. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's just like ridiculous kind of uh, knee-jerk reaction, which to me, as soon as I hear that, I switch off. And I think that's why a lot of people switch off to the vegan discussion (laughs) is because of how militant and aggressive they are. Like We we covered something on our podcast, Just to Fit This Tip, available on Spotify and Apple Pods. (laughs) And um, it was about a, a vegan... A YouTuber mm-hmm. uh, who was caught out eating fish. Someone was filming her, and the vegan army descended on her oh, it's like it's a like, pack of wolves. And it was some of the some really horrible stuff they were saying. Oh, to her. Yeah, it's a tough one because she'd been quite militant in the past. Yeah, and that's it. So that's so, the struggle. Yeah, but that's where there was no sympathy for her either. Yeah. Was because she was preaching and kind of um, you know talking down and condescendingly telling people that if you're not living this lifestyle, then you are wrong. Mm-hmm. And then she does it. So no wonder, like no wonder the the people who aren't meat free were ready to get in there. Mm-hmm. They had some very witty responses but the vegans were literally like you know take her out to the desert and stone her you know what it, I, mean? I can't remember if that was she did she been told that she was deficient or was this a different article i think i think that's right uh, so there was tim sheaf as well that, that people tim might know yeah. and he was again a very uh strong opinion yeah, yeah. like uh, uh yeah very evangelical vegan shall we say um and he did uh he decided to go even further in his war against food and he, he did a, a water fast for 33 days or something. So he ate no food. Yeah. And when he came off that, his doctor told him that he was deficient and the best way to do it was to eat fish. So then he came out and said he'd eaten fish. And every brand he worked with, every vegan brand, dropped him like a bad habit. Yeah. It was And just out in the cold. And, yeah. and I said, this is an opportunity for these brands to go, we understand it might be difficult to cut meat out of your life, or we understand that nutritionally this is where you might have deficiencies. Mm-hmm. It was an opportunity for them to actually um, address those difficulties that people might have in adopting mm-hmm. a vegan lifestyle. But instead, they just it's almost like religion, where they just ignore the other mm-hmm. side of the argument and I think that does nothing for them and that's why they get a kick in like verbally mm-hmm. not not an actual kick in we don't condone that I was just about to say about religion religion and politics obviously finally obviously <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't bring it up at the dinner table but anyway <laughs> but is is it our ego is the ego because I was raised in the church right and the bible right the best well, best selling self help book whether you believe in God or not but the thing that I I didn't like was the judgment and the kind of my way or the highway. And I, I challenged and I said, 
I don't believe my friends who don't have, say they have a faith mm. in Jesus are going to burn in hell. I'm sorry, I'll never, because the Jesus that I, I know from the Bible is love. He hangs out with prostitutes. He's a cool rock star. That's the Jesus. I'm you. Jesus. Are you Jesus, Jason? <laughs> well, we may as well break it on your podcast. <laughs> I think people just like to be a part of community. I think that's the issue here. 100%. Um, and, and these communities can sometimes just go a little bit too far. Like, veganism can be a really healthy way to eat if you do it right. And as Jason said, that was a real opportunity when these kind of two big names stepped out of the kind of the rule book that they're supposed to follow mm-hmm. um, but I do think it just comes down to community same with fitness as well yeah. I think it's a lot of the, it's a reason why a lot of people struggle to get into exercise and maintain exercise long term because they don't have a community of people around them that are kind of following the habits and the behaviours that they want to keep doing for the rest of their life yeah we're, we're, we're tribal animals and yeah. there's protection of being part of a of a group mm-hmm. and so we do look for that and a lot of the times some well sometimes being part of a group <coughs> is about um discrediting other groups really mm-hmm. and so uh, a lot of the time the fact that you discredit other people's beliefs vaguely to those people that do that think it strengthens their own beliefs mm-hmm. when actually it's the complete opposite if you want a meaningful debate with someone you need to hear what they have to say too. You're not just shouting in their face. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Passion and passion can do that though, right? Or passion and their ego are like the part of our mind that flares up like you passionately believe about something. Mm-hmm. But yeah. then when it's mixed with the ego, it's a deadly think, concoction. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. that's not going to put... Like, mm-hmm. what we need in schools is listening skills. Let's, yeah. let's teach people how to listen with an open mind. Judge. This is a slogan for this podcast, Judge Less, Live More. Like if we had more of that in politics, in the churches, in the vegan communities, mm-hmm. wouldn't we have a happier life? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. How do we do that? How, how can we... Especially if Listen More has brackets at the end, Listen More to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think like, passion does kind of amplify uh, misbeliefs too as well. Like one of the things that vegans tend to run with a lot of the time is meat causes cancer. Um, and this kind of comes from the World Health Organization um, moved processed meat into a class one carcinogen, which means that it does increase your chance of getting cancer. Bacon, so chorizo. Exactly that. All processed meat, which we know we shouldn't be eating too much of. Mm-hmm. Like it's a bit of a no brainer. But they then use that argument to say all meat causes cancer mm-hmm. when it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's that's one of the issues there as well, isn't it? Yeah. That people want to be right so badly that they will just kind of skew the facts to, to back up their argument. To back it up. Yeah. What's it, is there a safe meat? Not yeah. for the planet, but for our bodies? Yeah. Human. All meat is fine. Like, honestly, it's, it's not processed, then you're fine. Like, seafood, animal meat, like, it's all good. Just be sensible. Mm-hmm. And stay away from multiple packs of bacon and sausages and chorizo. Yeah, and, I think that's a safe... That's one of the safest things you can say is to try and eat like fresh natural food yeah mm-hmm. it doesn't matter hugely what that is mm-hmm. uh, obviously there's again we're talking going back to this idea of nuance mm-hmm. but th- this idea that you can say meat eaters have got an increased chance of cancer and people that are vegan don't somehow suggests that there's a catch-all default diet that we all have because we fall under these terms Mm -hmm. and it's quite frankly ridiculous because the terms don't take into uh, consideration anything at all like what 
those calories are what the, your meals are made up mm-hmm. of and it can vary massively mm-hmm. so and a lot of the time as well on that point is a lot of these studies are observational so they will mm-hmm. say kind of vegans get less cases of cancer as yeah. like a general population which is true uh-huh. but they don't take into the fact that usually vegans are quite health conscious so they mm-hmm. exercise more regularly yeah. they're a bit more mindful mm-hmm. uh, they don't smoke they don't drink as much mm-hmm. they eat less processed meat obviously and that then causes them to have lower instances of cancer it's mm-hmm. not necessarily a fact that they have a stake now and again, you know? Sustainability all around then. Absolutely. The yeah, exactly. Yeah. It doesn't have to be an extreme. To be healthy and fit, you don't have to go to extremes. And this is another thing that we promote on our podcast a lot. We kind of pick out these celebrities like Gwyneth Paltrow selling utter nonsense online or whether it's Katie Price selling you boom bod. It just doesn't have to be that way. It's good. I like what you're both doing. I really do. I respect it. And I think we need more of this because uh, strong voices. You're going to mm-hmm. lead. You are going to. You're doing a huge amount for change. Um, I'm excited by it. Thanks. We are too. Um, <laughs> yeah. How do you, do you... Do you think ultimately, Leo, though, and I talk about this in Chapter 10 and it's quite intense, like I was hypnotised several times to get to why, like my relationship with food has never been... And there's mm-hmm. lots of different things that came up, but do you think ultimately the change to become healthier starts from within and from perhaps going back to your childhood and where you've picked up these stories and habits? Massively. Yeah, like I think back to the way that... I don't want to sing like my mum. My mum was amazing. I had like the best childhood ever. But then I also think about kind of the way that my parents maybe ate, the way that my mum spoke about her body as well was a bit weird. Like she was always talking about being fat and kind of wanting to lose her tummy fat and doing sit-ups with some stupid contraption that was behind her bedroom door. And these little things can all add up to us just having a bit of an unhealthy relationship with our bodies and with food. Mm -hmm. So I think it is really important just the way that we approach diet and exercise to our kids. Mm -hmm. And we weren't going to touch on children and fitness, were we? No, but but I'm happy to. You've both been kids, so even if you don't have kids yet... A little bit of experience Don't put that out there. (laughs) (laughs) You can't keep that under wraps. (laughs) Yeah, I think that does play a big part. It does. And I like to think I've got a pretty good grasp of like a relationship with the way that I eat relationship with food mm-hmm. um, but yeah that can have quite a strong knockoff effect like so many clients have come to me and one of the root causes of them having problems with their diet is their mum took them to Slimming World when she was like 12 or 13 because mm-hmm. her mum thought she was a bit overweight or horrible. her mum kept talking about her own body in a really negative way and then that kind of passed on to her kids and oh, yeah it's really sad so I think we do have all have an important part to play and um yeah, I wish I had the answers. I don't, sadly. It's funny because I was saying to you guys earlier, you know, Scott, Bonnie's very conscious. Scott poses with his six-pack and she sees that. What well on, Scott? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm like, you've got After to... he's taken out of the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you've got to be careful, though, because I'm noticing her, you know, prancing about. But one thing that we speak about is, like, mindful eating around the table. So I'll say, well, mummy sometimes eats too fast and I don't like it when I do that. But I'll tell you where I picked it up because my food would be stolen from my brothers if I didn't eat quickly. Uh, I'll say, well, let's eat mindfully and really be thankful of our food and not just guzzle down four portions because we might not need it. Let's really enjoy the meal. Mm -hmm. So things like that. Or let's go to exercise, not because we want to get into that dress, but because it makes our minds feel really good. So trying to really um, program them that Mm -hmm. way because I'm thinking, crap, I've got a little sponge at the table right now. Mm -hmm. This is the age she's going to take it all on. And it's really hard in marriage when you perhaps have different approaches and you have to talk and say, well, Mm -hmm. look, 
what are we comfortable discussing? How many times should we be flashing that six pack, or how many times should? Do you know what I mean? It's like Michael's wife's always saying that as well. <laughs> uh, no, I think it's what I said before we started recording. It's all about context, isn't it? Like I think lots of people have got in bad positions or have created negative relationships with food because people have um, said something negative about their behaviour towards food, mm-hmm. and I think rather than shaming or demonizing or praising certain behaviors when it comes to eating you have to have this acceptance that not everyone eats well all the time a lot of people deviate from their diet and we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago um on one of our podcast episodes what a lot of people do is they'll have a biscuit and they'll go oh god i've ruined my diet i'll just eat the whole packet Mm -hmm. when really what we need to be saying to people is it's fine to eat a biscuit it's fine to have a pint right but just uh, everything in moderation. You've not derailed it yet. What will derail it is just going kamikaze head first into mm-hmm. the whole packet. So creating that, you know, removing that shame, removing that demonization of certain foods and certain behaviors mm-hmm. um, and an acceptance that they're going to happen mm-hmm. and you're going to experience that and you're going to feel that, but it's fine. You can yeah. get back on it. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow's another day. Mm-hmm. Um, and also what Michael does a lot of as well is um, not making a quote-unquote diet Uh, a punishment Mm -hmm. so having a a meal plan or having a a diet that you feel happy uh, having Mm -hmm. and one that you enjoy having Mm -hmm. and not one not creating this emotional attachment to good foods and bad foods Mm -hmm. just food in general um, but just yeah making that a, a making that link between uh, moderation Um, but yeah I mean I've forgotten what I was going to say <laughs> no, I just, I'm just happy that you're starting to quote me Jason it makes me very happy it, it means that Jason's been watching my posts which is good yeah, yeah I've done my research for this podcast <laughs> <laughs> oh no it's yeah. true though it's true it is true yeah and that's why I said it yeah, it's kind of the usual pattern, isn't it? People kind of say, on Sunday, right, I'm going to start tomorrow. I've, I've done a post on this on Instagram before. Like, I'll start tomorrow. So Monday, the, the motivation's really high. Mm-hmm. They start restricting all these foods. They're not allowed to eat this and that and this and that. It gets to Tuesday, and, like, you're feeling all right. You're still kind of going along. Wednesday, you start to feel really hungry and miserable. Mm-hmm. Thursday, completely fed up. You maybe have, like, a little bit of something you're not supposed to. This reminds me of a Craig Friday. David song. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? <laughs> I should have sung it. And then, yeah, Friday might get asked to go out for a few pints, so they end up having kind of a few too many mm-hmm. pints, end up getting a takeaway on the way home. Saturday, they're hungover, so they eat whatever they want. And then mm-hmm. Sunday, they say, well, let's just start again tomorrow. Yeah. And it's this vicious cycle that people get into. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you just kind of went into moderation every day of the week, then it's fine. Like, you don't yeah. need to go to these extremes to get success. Yeah, but... I know, it's true. Mm-hmm. But or even something saying, like, because if you get invited to events or, mm. or whatever trying to cap that and saying yeah. right okay well actually I'm going to go running instead or I'm going to mm-hmm. just take a bit of time no, but I think what a lot of people will do is they'll go uh, oh, I'm on a health kick uh, my mates have invited me out I can't go out Mm-hmm. So what they then do is, is they associate being healthy with being, um, you know, antisocial, yeah, and isolated, <laughs> yeah, and it being again this point. punishment yeah. rather than being like, right, I'm on a health kick, so I need to make sensible choices uh-huh. as to how many drinks I'm having, what I'm eating, maybe what I'm doing tomorrow, like, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so yeah, it's just not creating those, you know, it's not conditioning yourself to believe mm-hmm. that because you're being good 
everything else is bad. That's a good point, actually, because when we were out the other um, <clears throat> week, uh, uh, Brewdog, what was called? Yeah, I've heard of it, yeah. Uh, I was like, oh, I'm going to take the car, I'm going to be quite sensible. And I was like, I had a brilliant night. I had a really good night. And mm-hmm. a part of me is like, oh, it'd be nice to have a few drinks. But actually, I was quite happy and I had a great chat and a mm-hmm. good laugh. And I woke up the next day feeling great. Fresh, ready well, to go. Chesty. Hangover. <laughs> <laughs> there was no hangover, thankfully. But yeah, do you know what I mean? It was like, so that is a good point. It shouldn't stop you from going out. But if you struggle... Like, I know people that can't go into the pub without mm-hmm. drinking. Like, they need it. It's, it's in their Scottish yeah. blood. Yeah, it's all about knowing your own limitations, isn't it? But I always kind of will always argue that, it, like, every food imaginable can be part of a healthy diet as yeah. long as it's done sensibly. Mm-hmm. So you can occasionally have a drink. You can occasionally have a donut or some pizza or whatever mm-hmm. as long as you're sensible kind of 90% of the time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Balanced, darling. Exactly. Um, so as you guys are both in the public eye, how do you deal with unfollows? And have you ever had like friends unfollow you? Because that can be quite... <laughs> I find that can be quite harsh. You know when it's someone like that's been a friend and then you notice they've unfollowed your stuff and then you start thinking oh am I sticking by my values why did they unfollow me are they jealous are they this are they that <clears throat> how do you guys deal with that or do you not give a it's just quite different? topical actually because I just unfollowed Michael Ujola this morning <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you I don't keep track of these things and I also don't really care that much if someone's unfollowed me um, motivated by a negative thing i.e you've done this negative thing, so I'm unfollowing you, then if I know them and like them, then I might be interested to find out why. If they've unfollowed me because the content I make is not really for them, mm-hmm. well, that's fine, you know? Um, my granny said something that I've taken with me for a long time. She said, if everyone was the same, there would be an awful lot of leftovers. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's something for everyone, so not everyone is going to like you. And I think especially... You know, a lot of people who listen to our podcast, for example, you know, we're not really middle of the road. And so therefore, we do probably isolate people that don't want to hear that kind of content. But, you know, the flip side of that is, is that we get people that love the content that we make. And I think you have to accept that if you want to do something that people love, that you're going to get the opposite reaction to. Mm-hmm. So in terms of unfollowing, I, I don't really care that much. As long as not everyone unfollows me, that would be devastating for my I th- ego. I think for me mm-hmm. it's been like, if you if it's someone you know and you've, they've maybe not been in touch for a while, or you get mm-hmm. that gut feeling of they're being a bit frosty, then I'm going to be saying, oh, they're still following mm-hmm. me. That's happened to me a couple of times. Then I'm like, oh, oh, I want... And then I'm like, I want a message and see if I've done something to offend you. But then it's like, do you really want to know the answer? Do you know what I mean? I think I used to... <laughs> I probably like, used to care about that more Like when I first started up on social media. I think I'm getting to the point now where I don't really care. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think also people follow you at a time in their life where they feel they might need your content as well. Mm-hmm. So you might find that someone follows me because they might have struggled losing weight, for example. And mm-hmm. hopefully my content will help motivate them to do that. And then they might not want to surround themselves constantly on social media with accounts talking about weight loss. Yeah. So I'm kind of always put that at the back of my mind when I see if someone has unfollowed me. I I don't keep track of that unfortunately anymore. I know there are some apps where you can kind of keep track of it and see. Oh, I would never get on when it tells you who's unfollowed because I was hacked right, and it unfollowed loads of people. And I I woke up. It was after the Moxie night when I got the tattoo. That was a busy twenty-four hours. So I woke up with this tattoo and was like, oh right, okay. Yeah. And then I've got all these messages. Why did you unfollow me? I'm like, one, how do you know? They've got apps. 
And I'm like, well, one, I get the fear because I'm like, I hate offending people, but then I'm working on it. It's getting better. But I'm like, well, one, I'm sorry I didn't unfollow you. Mm -hmm. But one, yeah, two, why the heck do you know so soon? I found found that saying you got hacked uh, is a really good excuse (laughs) for a lot of things. But (laughs) I won't call out the agency. That's not me, I promise. Uh, Anyway, no, no, this is another thing I've had a conversation with people uh, about. Less fitting for Michael because... Uh, Michael's uh, content tends to be a little bit more based around his business but if you're someone who um, creates content that's maybe a little bit more shall we say free form um, sometimes a a big kind of uh, discussion you have with yourself is do I produce the content that I want to make or do I produce the content that people want to see and I know there's a lot of people out there especially people who make money from the content that they create that find themselves going down a route where they're not actually making stuff that they like or honestly expressing themselves they're making things because they're pandering to their audience Mm -hmm. so that's another reason why someone might unfollow you you know you might be posting a lot of stuff that you think oh my audience loves this I'm going to keep posting that and then you're like you know what no I'm just going to indulge myself creatively and I'm going to post this and then they'll be like oh I don't want to see a picture of Michael Ujo topless <laughs> so unfollow that's true. these aren't real world examples this is just on top of my head so what's your opinion that you should always do it what was the expression you used indulge yourself creatively no it's this idea of are you ma- who's your content for is your content are you making things that you want to make or are you making content for your audience? Do you always do it to indulge yourself creatively then or do you ever fall into that trap? Yeah, not always, not always. Like I do, I think there's a middle ground because I think you, if you are on social media a lot and you're creating content a lot, I think it makes sense that you would want to know what people enjoy about your your content and and make more of that. But I think when you end up, and so this is a great example. So Sean, uh, I don't know if you know Sean. Uh, Sean Vlog. The guy uh, that arranged the night last week. Yeah. 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 Sean, of course. Yeah. So Sean Vlog, he uh, got a lot of popularity making videos about Outlander, the TV show. But the thing is, you know, that obviously only has a certain shelf life. And it can be very difficult to get passionate about reviewing episodes of a TV show. Mm -hmm. So he's like, I want to make more videos of this, but I know that they'll get less views. So Strategic then. Yeah, you can understand why these kind of people... I mean, I think I'm quite lucky because I don't make money from the content I make. Um, And I suppose you don't directly make money from the content you make. Mm. But... um, I can understand it. Like, I'm sure you've seen things where, like, you'll post something about, like, your day. Like, oh, I'm just at the beach with a dog or something. And there's obviously a section of people that are interested in that. But if people are following you for real fitness tips and stuff, they'll be like, oh, another day. Well, maybe not. Not that yeah. hard. He's got a lovely dog. <laughs> um, but do you know what I mean? Like, so... Uh-huh. And I've got a cat there because I'm here screwed. Yeah, we're out. But I, I think about that all the time where I'm like, am I, am I creating content... Like, am I creating content specifically, let's say, health and fitness content? So if I'm on holiday, do, am I going to post a picture of the beautiful landscape that I, I see before me? Mm-hmm. And I do, because personally, my Instagram account specifically is not a business account. Mm-hmm. It's not for my business. It's uh, for your love. It's for my love. For <laughs> me. My love <laughs> of Michael Uto. No, I've got another account for that. Oh, okay. uh, it's <laughs> Topless Mitch. At Topless Mitch. <laughs> no. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it is a balance, isn't it? Um which is appropriate because I'm a unicyclist. Yes, <laughs> I love that. Thank you. And, uh, and you, you clearly feel the fear and do it anyway because that's quite a scary thing to do. You've got right? to embrace the fear. Yeah. Jojo, there's a great quote. 
Courage is not the absence of fear. It's the acceptance that there's something more important than that fear. Oh, I love it. Thank you. So That's going to be Michael's tattoo. Uh, <laughs> so why are you both here? You invited us right. <laughs> this is a bit awkward. <laughs> this will have to deal with every week, Jason. Don't worry. I'm I like, to... I like if you're enjoying it, follow us at Just Finister. I like it. No, I was on a podcast recently, and uh, my, my friend in Northern Ireland, lovely guy, and uh, I'm being licked. Hi, David. <laughs> Gorgeous Jason, talking. get away from her. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it just comes over me. <laughs> oh, Daisy. Um, and, and we had this great conversation and he ended it and he said, Joe, what's it all about? Why are we here? I, thought, I think I answered really well. I'll let you know when it goes yeah. no, I, think, I think I know why we're here. So yeah, we obviously we run a podcast called Just a Fitness Tip um, and we just want to promote a positive health and fitness message that mm-hmm. currently is not the norm amongst social media, especially amongst fitness accounts. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of uh, trainers, as we've mentioned before, post a lot of kind of self-indulgent, topless selfies and talking about their own progress rather than, stop pointing at me, Jason, um, rather than kind of content that is actually going to help people improve their health. So that is why we wanted to start our podcast up. Also, like, we just wanted a laugh as well. I thought you were asking us what the meaning of life was. Yeah. yeah. Is that what yeah. you mean? Like, I totally missed the mark. Oh, I missed you completely. But good plug. Okay, there we go. But but that's good. You've got the plug in. I genuinely thought you're like, why are you here? But but I mean, that kind of is partly why you're here. Yeah. Because you're inspired. To plug our podcast. I was going to go into a segue of the meaning of life with just the fitness tip. Because you, well, you partly you're you're using your knowledge to help others. Yeah. (laughs) He is. I feel like I've been rumbled now. He is. Let me take this, Jason. (laughs) He's using his knowledge (laughs) to help others. Why are we here? Like the real meaning of life. Oh, Lamar, are you here? Oh my face. Ah. Georgia, who's the mother? Georgia. Oh my goodness. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe like this much. Hey. Oh, yeah. Um, by the dog. Um, no, I heard a, I heard another great quote that's not mine. Uh, it was a guy called Joseph Campbell. I would thoroughly encourage anybody to look him up. Um, Joseph Campbell said, uh, we're not looking for a meaning of life, we're looking for the feeling of living. Mm. And I think, as soon as you say meaning of life, it suggests this almost like definition as to your purpose. Mm -hmm. Like somehow, um, if you're not doing one specific thing that you were designed to do, you're therefore not fulfilling your, your quota, so to speak. When really, I think all we're looking for is what a lot of people would refer to as peak experience. So feeling like you've reached the pinnacle of, of, of your life, you know, whatever that may be. Um, and I think with that comes creating relationships, comes uh, like an investment in a project. So whether that be your job or your hobby, something that over time you can work at, get better at, get invested at. Um, and the third is listening to just the fitness tip. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, what is it? I think it is whatever. I have a, I have a tattoo, going full circle here. I have a tattoo on my chest that says, uh, existence precedes essence. And it's an existentialist idea that you're not born with a soul that you're, you don't, you're not born with a predetermined reason to be here. Mm-hmm. You define your reason to be here throughout your life. Mm-hmm. And I think everybody, regardless of what your spiritual beliefs are, that should really be your approach to life, this idea of not finding yourself, but defining yourself. Not finding yourself, 
but defining yourself and, and the true you, though, not the bull that you've picked up over the years. Yeah, the person that you want to be. And obviously people go through a journey of um, feeling like they want to be something that is kind of, shall we say, doesn't provide as much value as something else, you know. So, for example, um, in the entrepreneurial landscape, people might be like, I want a Bentley, I want a massive house. Uh, but deep down, that's actually, what they're actually saying is, is that I want to be successful at what I do mm-hmm. and I want people to like me and I want to be comfortable and, uh, you know. Um, so, yeah, but I, I think that's fine. I think it's okay to have a Bentley if you can afford it, um, just as long as you know that it's not the beyond end all. Mm-hmm. What makes you happiest? When I'm in my Bentley, <laughs> uh, <laughs> what makes me happiest? You know what? You know what I like doing? And this is something I've been thinking about a lot. Doing things that don't... They're not a means to an end. So it's not like, uh, oh, I'm going to do this so that I can do that. For example, I'm not appearing on JoJo's podcast so that we can get more listeners for our podcast. When you do something that you're just doing it because you... And enjoy is a difficult word because it makes it sound as though we're living these hedonistic lives. You know, it's like, oh, let's all have fun all the time. No, of course, you have to work hard. And sometimes you have to do things that you don't enjoy doing to to kind of get the payoff. But I think when you do things just because you want to do them, Mm -hmm. I think you get a real sense of satisfaction from that. Intrinsic values. Exactly, yeah. Do it for joy, not for status, not to get something. Just because it makes you feel alive, you actually feel you're not comfortably numb. And, and in all seriousness, I know I've been plugging our podcast just to fit this tip a lot, but <laughs> Michael, Michael touched on it when he said, we, we really kind of just started it to have fun. Yeah. We actually did. So when people say to us, oh, like, what's the end goal? What's the end goal? It's like, we don't really have an end goal. Like, we want people to listen to it, obviously. How many listeners do you have? Loads. <laughs> Thousands. More than I could count on two hands. <laughs> you might get some global ones. We, we've got some lovely, just want to shout out. We've already got some global ones, haven't oh, yeah. we? You're already nailing it. Um, it's got some lovely listeners all around. Uh, shout out to Singapore, the expat community out there. Shout out to everyone, though. Um, i just uh, so glad you guys keep tuning in. And I, I think you'll agree these guys are, are really inspirational. And I can't wait to see them sing soon. And I can't wait to do a little vlog to go alongside this so you can see the hot tattoos and you can see where uh Ujo's my muscles are starting to really <laughs> yeah. become starting like finally <laughs> starting to get there. 10 years in there's some progress <laughs> start a peek through <laughs> Lo- loving it is there anything before I ask about your song that you guys want to discuss anything you need to get off your chest I don't think so I think we've kind of <laughs> my plug at the wrong point is kind of um it's kind of sums up um I don't know is there anything else you want to cover mate so Jojo, uh, in our podcast, uh, just a fitness tip. I don't know if I've mentioned it. <laughs> uh, we usually we usually end our episodes with a hip hop quote, and what we do is is we use lines from hip hop songs to try and uh, express an idea about health and fitness um, and maybe deeper philosophy. <laughs> yeah. So I thought recently. Because, you know, necessity is the mother of invention, isn't it? It's quite tricky sometimes to find a hip-hop quote, isn't it, Mitch? Can I kick it? Yes, you can. Well, that, but that might not be appropriate to the topics we've been talking about. <laughs> yeah. right? I've never usually stopped. <laughs> so, so what I've started doing is is actually making some hip-hop quotes up. Mm, and then fake. So I've prepared something, especially <laughs> for your listeners today. Oh, um, yes. And I like to call this 
the mojo rhythm. Oh, can I video this? Are you ready? Wait, we need to get, need to get the video out. Because <laughs> I, I never want to forget this moment. Mojo injection. Yeah, you can sing the hook for it. <laughs> yeah. We'll call it Mojo Injection. Are you ready? Right, two minutes. I'm so I hope excited. the listeners are ready for this. Mojo Injection. It's yeah. like Rihanna and Drake. Yeah, okay. baby, I'm all ears. Here's why you've tuned in. We already know. How many slurs can you rhyme with Michael Ujoa? That noise in the back is you hitting the floor. That's where the joke ends. I don't know anymore. It's the fitness tip, Joe. We've lost our mojo. Dr. Evil and many me of pods talking to Jojo. Where will the show go? We're already the top guests. Bearing all like Mitch on Insta. We're going topless. This mojo injection will leave you a hot mess. Just the fitness tip. Listen now. With a cold compress. Oh, yes. Nailed it. Oh, <laughs> so, that's, so that's usually how we end our shows, uh, Jojo. But to answer the question, if we've got anything else we want to get off our chest. No. no <laughs> yeah. That's everything. Do you want to go and jump around? Ha, ha, ha. She's got it. She's got it. Jump, 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 jump. We might have to change the segment to when we phone you up and give us a... <laughs> jump around? Okay, we will it. Right, I'll do. Jump up, jump up and get down. <laughs> oh, yeah. Love and line. Love and line. I just can't top that, so I'm just going to keep quiet now. What are we going to sing? Because you do a lot of my listeners will know you're a great singer. <laughs> So I feel like Jason should what just do a solo I, I, uh, I went okay. Eagle Eye Cherry, Safe Tonight. Ooh, oh, great song. That one. I wasn't sure before, but I don't know. <laughs> I've never been late so much in my freaking life. Jason, come on. Jason, you've made it in the vlog. I just yeah. feel very comfortable. I have to say, uh, my dog does have a thing for toes. Oh my God, you can't <laughs> We've not really prepped this, have we? That's that's the issue. Well, no, we've not prepped this. Well, you've, you've had a rap already. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, you, yeah, that was incredible. In fact, we don't actually need to do one, but I'm going to be greedy and suggest okay. you do if you have time. Um, should we, should we, maybe we shouldn't do that. I was in the stream. It goes quite high. <laughs> yeah, it does go quite high. Um, We're thinking RS Goo Goo Dolls, but it does go quite high. What about, what about Charles and Eddie? Would I lie to you? Oh, look into my yes. eyes. Can't you see the robe and white? Yeah. Right, let's do it, guys. We might need to lower it. No, this is too. No, this is too. No, this is too. Is this a guy? I'm in my five bedroom door. Not as familiar with this as I thought. Now it's open. I can't do no more. Probably getting this wrong. Tell you, baby, you will never find another girl. In this heart of mine <laughs> Look into my eyes Can't you see that open wide Would I lie to you Daisy, would I lie to you Oh yeah Don't you know it's true yeah, There's no one else but you Would I lie to you Baby <laughs> Everybody's got their history Now we every day on every page, it's mystery. Mystery. You can read my diary. You're in every line. God, she beats up. She's blessed. Just mine. Never satisfied. Stepping wrong. I tell you, baby, you will never find another girl in this heart of mine. 
Look into my eyes, can't you see that open wide? Would I lie to you, Daisy? Would I lie to you? Oh, yeah. Don't you know it's true? Girl, there's no one else but you. Would I lie to you, baby? Yeah. Oh no, woo, 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 Doctor, I really enjoyed that. It was quite deep, wasn't it? This song's a bit saucy. Oh dear. Damn is a fancy. She know just what she came to do. She wanna live like Jamandi. Girl, you know I got just a place for you. Oh, from hips to the waist, you know. I'm loving you, ratio. Let me grip on and take control. Hang on the radio. Oh, you know what's your question? Sweet body's a blessing. Honey girl, you got my attention. Well, I put that body through some testing. Ring, ring, boom, the hands free. Puffing out the shanty. I sing, sing like the Grand Prix. Spring thing up. Oh dear. Them things extra fancy. She knows just what she came to do. She wanna live like Jumanji. Girl, you know I just got the place for you. Oh, we could kick it for the night, yeah. Do a little something with a vibe, yeah. Couldn't work with me, don't shine out. Come on, yeah, sooner than Oh, you keeping me guessing, yeah. Sweet body a blessing. Your body is a blessing. My attention. Whoa, I put that body to some testing. Ring, ring, boom, the hand free, but vanilla shanty, zing, zing like the Grand Prix, fling, oh dear, doctor, what sort of song are you making me sing here, cheeky, to do, she wanna live like Jumanji, girl you know I just got the place for you, so let me bring down the lighting, alright, I'm, I'm glad this is like an adult only podcast, and I got the ice in, now I got you at night in Been hitting the spots like you like it Swear the big bad is frightening Bring your man what is that right? Too much sauce for one night Puffing like a shanty I zing zing like the Grand Prix Fling fling off the beep Then it's extra fancy She know just what she came to do She wanna live like Jumanji Girl, you know, I got just a place for you. Subscribe now for more videos.